Champion French jockey Christophe Lemaire had to do more than just win horse races to become one of the first foreigners licensed to ride full-time in Japan. He had to pass a bizarre pop quiz on the history of Japanese racing in English, then complete a language test with Japanese racing officials. In that test, he could have been failed for knocking on the door incorrectly. But he'd already faced obstacles. In 2014, Lemaire had just lost his job as retained rider for big-time owner the Aga Kart. Then came a serious injury. In a horrible in-race accident in Kyoto, Lemaire snapped his leg as he bounced off a running rail. It was a fall that threatened to stop his journey to becoming Japan's top rider before it even began. Today on the Asian Racing Report podcast, we talk to Christophe Lemaire on overcoming adversity, his love for his adopted country, and the champion horses he has ridden there. I'm Michael Cox, editor of Asian Racing Report. Coming up next, Japan's five-time champion jockey Christophe Lemaire on the Asian Racing Report podcast. Welcome to the first Asian Racing Report podcast here in Saudi Arabia. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thank <laughs> you very much for inviting me for your first uh, podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah. Well, what I want to start, I want to start with a, a bit of a, a low point, actually. 2014. Yes. Uh, back you, to the future. <laughs> back to the future. I want to, I want to talk about 2014 and you lose your retainer with the Aga Khan. You go from on top of the world to <laughs> things not looking so good. Tell us about how you felt at that time and how your, 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 the idea to, to try and come to Japan and, and ride full-time came about. Uh, but, you know, every time you, you lose a job, uh, you know, it's a big uh, heartbreak. Uh, you know, you, you work hard every day and you do your best and finally, for different reasons, reasons um you lose the job uh this happened uh even to the best ones uh it happens in a jockey's uh, career so but it's difficult to um, to keep your your head up and to refine motivation and uh to face the the, the people who who couldn't trust you anymore so you know you feel Maybe I, I can say it, but you feel a bit depressed, you know, uh, by the situation. Then you, you, you set your sights on Japan, though. You'd ridden in Japan for more than a decade uh, and, and obviously formed a great association with horses and trainers here, ridden big race winners. Big decision, though. Yes, um, but um, uh, I think the, the timing... Um, when I get this opportunity to go to Japan, the timing was perfect. Uh, I needed a new challenge. I needed uh, a new environment. Uh, I needed to work with uh, different people. And um, the, the timing was just perfect for me. Uh, and uh, when I... I thought about going to Japan, I talked with my wife, Barbara, and uh, she was more keen on going to Japan than me. <laughs> so um, the, the decision was uh, quite um, easy to, to take. And uh, once we decided to go for it, uh, I did my best uh, to, 
to learn Japanese and uh, to, um, to work on the test I would have to do uh, to get this uh, um, full-time uh, jockey license in Japan. So the test, for people who don't know, is, is two parts. A, a knowledge exam, written, like yes, in a classroom. Yes, written in English. Yeah, written in English, not yes. even... And thank you for speaking to me in English today. <laughs> I would have struggled in any of your uh, other, at least three other languages. Yes, Japanese, yes. French, of course. French and Spanish. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll stick to Australian. <laughs> Thank you for speaking to me I can't in Australian. Do the, I can't do the accent, uh, the Australian you try accent. Try for us. Um, what, what could I say? Uh, Hi, hell. mate. <laughs> <laughs> do you that's want a, some Vegemite? <laughs> that's a very good Zach Burton. It's it very realistic. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> so, with the exam, and, and we've talked about it before, but you know, you you. As you're getting ready for it, you have one of the most spectacular and and falls that I've I've ever seen at Kyoto Racecourse. Am I right? And you and you break your leg. Mm. What happens next? You you go to the hospital, but you you get a chance to study. Yes, that's right. Um, you know, I had two options: uh, whether to go back to to France and to to deal with a French uh, surgeon and uh, to um, to recover in France uh, in, in with, with people that I know very well. Or second option was to stay uh, in Japan to show that um, I would not uh, leave Japan at the first uh, bad moment. Uh, it means that um, the, the, the Japanese stewards and everything, they, they could trust... Uh, they could trust me, um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, character, and uh, to have uh, this surgery uh, in Japan and trust also the Japanese hospitals. <laughs> uh, so, um, and it was also the opportunity for me to stay in the country and to learn the language. Uh, by by reading books, by watching television, by talking with the nurse. Uh, so um, I chose the second option. I said, okay, you want to live in Japan? You want to do your job in Japan? Let's go for it. And let's start by having a surgery, <laughs> spend some time on the hospital and, um, and live as you were. As I were, uh, I was uh, Japanese uh, people. How much did that help you when it came time for both exams? Because the other part to the written part is a is a spoken part with the stewards, like a, a mock stewards inquiry. Is, <laughs> is this sort of what it is? Is you 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 can't make a mistake at any stage, though. It's a, it's, it sounds yeah. like a nerve wracking experience. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. Uh, you know they. I think they wanted to to judge if uh, I really wanted to live in Japan, uh, if I I knew about uh, the the Japanese um, uh, philosophy and uh, the Japanese uh, daily life, uh, if I would be able to to talk in Japanese even under pressure. Uh, so, you know, it, it was kind of a global interview uh, to to judge if I was ready to live in Japan or not. You you do the exam, 
tell me about the the exam day. Oh, very stressful. <laughs> very stressful because uh, you know, uh, like it is in Japan, uh, it's all about uh, your attitude and what you have to do in front of people. So um, we were uh, taught that um, we had to, before entering the, the room, the interview room, we had to knock the door twice, wait for the answer to enter the room, then open the door, close the door, uh, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Christophe Lemaire. Um, okay. Please go to the, you can sit on the chair and then the interview starts. So even before the, the, the procedure, before the interview was already very stressful because you thought, oh, if I do a mistake, if I knock only once at the door, maybe they won't answer or it will be um, uh, um, a negative point. Uh, so yeah, it was quite an experience. That would be a, 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 a bad way to fail. If someone asks you what, what happened when you failed, you, I didn't knock on the door properly. <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> what is the purpose? I mean, a lot of people ask me when they ask, talk about Japanese racing and they talk to me about when Joe Marrera failed in his attempt and I think 2018 and their point is, well, why do they need this? Is he can ride a horse. He can you can do this. Is it something you mentioned about you wanting to show uh, the Japanese people and the racing officials that you cared? It, is this part of the purpose of the exam to show that level of respect and reverence to go to the effort? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, I understand the, the the way of thinking of the GRA. You know, you you cannot say, uh, "Oh, okay, uh, I'm I'm a good rider." Uh, prize money is good in Japan. Okay, I, I will do my job and uh, whatever is my personality or or my character, uh, I will do my way and uh, I don't care about... Uh, this is Japan, but if it was uh, Australia or France or whatever country, I will do my way. Um, but it doesn't work like this. Uh, in Japan, uh, you have to to show that that respect, um, and the respect to the officials, the respect to the older people uh, or older jockeys. Uh, they want to be sure that you will respect the entire um, horse racing world in the country and the country itself. Uh, another, it might be a, a good opportunity to bring uh, Mirko Dumuro into the conversation. He completed the exam the same yes. year as you and you find out at the same time. He, he speaks a lot about this, he, the respect and love for the not only the sport and the opportunity you're given but for the, the people and the culture. I mean, your, your, your stories have run parallel in, in many ways mm. uh, to this point. Tell me about the day that you found out that you have passed. It's shortly after the exam, I assume. Um, for both of you finding out, what did you do? Who did you call? Tell um, me about this. Actually, at that time, I was uh, alone in my apartment uh, near Rito Training Center. And um, I was still in re rehabilitation for, for my broken broken leg. 
And uh, then I received a, a message uh, from, I can't remember who, but I received a message saying, welcome to, welcome to GRA. And then uh, I went to, to, the, to the, my computer and checked the, the article on the GRA website. And I, I saw my name and I couldn't realize um, instantly, you know, uh, I needed the translation because it was written in Japanese and everything. So I really wanted to, to know what was written on, on this uh, message. And then when I had the translate, translation and when I realized that, okay, uh, I, I succeed, I will become a Japanese jockey, GRA jockey. Uh, I just cried. <laughs> I just cried because uh, I had so hard time uh, the, the, the months before that uh, it was kind of, um, I don't know how to say in English, but deliverance. Uh, I, I could restart a, a new life, a new career. And that was very important for me because I had no plan B, <laughs> no plan B. And I had to, I had to succeed. And uh, I really feel uh, relieved uh, when I got the news. You've told me this story before, but I want you to tell the, the listeners this. So you feel this relief and this uh, love and respect and you're, you're being included, but some of your fellow jockeys had something special in, in, in store for you in a, as a way to show you and, and bring you in to the fold. Tell us about this story. Yeah, so um, Mirko Demuru and myself, uh, we were invited to a kind of a treasure quest <laughs> in Kyoto. So um, we, were, uh, we were followed by a camera and we had some um, clues. We had to find some clues and uh, we had to take the train uh, to Kyoto Station and, and find a locker. Uh, and inside the locker, there was um, a destination we had to go to. And this destination was a little temple uh, dedicated to horse racing, to horses and horse racing. Uh, so it's uh, very near Kyoto. And when we reached uh, the, um, the temple, uh, there was uh, one, of the, um, one of the oldest uh, jockey called uh, Futoshi Komaki. Uh, he was dressed as a, as a priest and uh, he welcomed us uh, into the, the shrine. And we had uh, a ceremony uh, for, for the welcoming in, in the, um, GRS jockeys, um, uh, into the fold. Yeah. And that was uh, very emotional, uh, because I couldn't imagine the, the same type of ceremony, uh, in France, uh, for a foreign jockey. Uh, and it meant a lot to me, uh, this uh, ceremony, uh, because uh, it really meant that we were accepted in, in the, the GRA jockeys uh, team. 
And as a foreign guy, uh, it was very, very uh, important and surprising the way they welcomed us. And uh, yeah, that was very emotional. It must have been one of your biggest fears. One thing to be licensed, but in Japan, it's such a uh, alien environment for a Westerner. Mm. Maybe you don't ever feel mm. Japanese, but to feel accepted at least on that level, it it did that surprise you? Yes and no. <laughs> uh, you know, I was used to to go to Japan, and I knew uh, about the the mentality and the attitudes. But on the other way, uh, to be welcome uh, religiously, uh, it's something very unusual uh, for a Westerner. Um, so, it, but it's also so, uh, the acceptance is so deep that it really touched you. So, uh, uh, yeah, I was I was uh, surprised, and I, I didn't expect uh, such uh, an acceptance uh, because we can we can think that you know the uh, Japanese jockeys uh, they could have been um, you know um, jealous or um, worried about having two top jockeys uh, coming uh, to compete against them. So, um, no, uh, I really appreciate uh, this moment and this, uh, this attitude from, from the Japanese guys. Let's take a quick break and then after we come back, we'll talk about some of the great horses and achievements in your career in Japan. Your career really took off when you gained your full-time license. Yeah, 100, 112 winners uh, and really climbing up. I want to pick out just a couple of things, uh, maybe a couple of key events along the way. And one of them is uh, 2016, and you ride eight winners in one day. It's equal record in the JRA, eight out of 12 races. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about this day. You, you, obviously, you're in what athletes call the zone, am I right? <laughs> the zone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Um, there are some days like this where everything is easy, Everything goes your way. And uh, when you ride 10 horses uh, in a day, there must be two or three races where you are not at the right position at the right time or you miss the kick or uh, your horse is not in in good condition on that day, even if you are a favorite. Uh, but on, on that day, from the, from the minute I woke up, I felt... I felt... Uh, positive uh, uh, I had positive feeling you know um, the, the the weather was just perfect good temperature uh, nice blue sky and I felt very good uh, and uh, from the first race from the first ride I had a winner and the second race a winner I said oh it's gonna be a good day and you know the more you win and the more you feel confident and the more you take the right decision at the right moment and and that's the the moment where you enter the zone the, what we call the zone it means uh, you just ride with your inconscient and not your conscient 
So this is how you are the best when you ride without thinking. And uh, riding seven winners was already a big achievement. But I said, come on, you you cannot. <laughs> it's like in a soccer World Cup, you, you reach the final, you have to win the final, you know. <laughs> so the last ride, uh, I said, no, I have I have to win the the last race. And uh, and everybody was waiting for, for it, you know, even the the crowd and the, the people on the race course. So they really cheer for me. And uh, winning this uh, this eighth winner was uh, something very special. Another very special moment, uh, 2018 Armand I. I'm, I'm gonna zero in, you can talk about her as much as you want, but I wanna talk about one <laughs> race in particular and that is mm. the Japan Cup where you, uh, Kazeki is going out at a, a really solid tempo and you know, maybe there was some, uh, you know, let's see what she's got kind of attitude when this is happening, a really hard run race and, and, and a test. Tell me about the horse, but tell me about this race in particular, how you feel when you're, you're following along in the, in the run and they're, they're going so hard. It's not unusual in a, in a Japanese staying race. Yeah, well, um, first of all, we have to talk about the horse itself, uh, Almondai. Uh, so when she ran uh, the first time the Japan Cup, she was a three-year-old, but she was the um, the triple crown winner, uh, Philly uh, triple crown winner, and um, her the way she won that triple crown was just unbelievable. So uh, I knew about her her abilities and her. Uh, wonderful uh, stride. Uh, I knew she was able to to win the Japan Cup. Um, as a three-year-old, she was carrying 53 kilo, which is an advantage uh, for in that kind of race. And um, I was very confident to to win the Japan Cup, and um, that's why I rode her so positive. Uh, she broke uh, not that good, but uh, because she was very powerful, uh, she could recover very well. And as soon as I saw uh, Kiseki taking the lead in the first corner, I said, okay, it's, it's the horse to follow. Uh, at that time, he, he, he was performing very well. I knew he was a strong galloper, uh, but also a, a keen horse. So for sure, the, the pace would be, uh, would be quite strong. But... Uh, I was full of confidence with Almondai, so I was not uh, scared to to follow him, not closely, but to to having to have him as a as a mark, you know, as a, as a target. And I knew he he could bring us uh, uh, far into the the last threat. So um, I just follow him. Uh, the pace Almondai was happy with. So um, even if the pace was strong, she was comfortable breathing very well, changing legs uh, at the right time and uh, coming to the straight. Uh, I knew how would, the race was, was for us. And um, Kiseki was very brave. 
but Almondai, she when she passed him, she was just uh, exceptional. She broke the the world record of the mile and a half, two minutes twenty second and and six. Uh, which is a very... It's, it's obviously burnt into your mind. I had to write it, write it down on a notepad, but... Yeah, of course. But for people who don't know, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a somewhat of a famous number in Japan. You can buy a T-shirt with this... Uh, yeah, definitely. The digitized numbers yeah, yeah, across they, they the They the did shirt. merchandising with with that uh, with that numbers. Well, it was like to be there that day. It was a spectacular moment because it was a breathtaking performance such great theater to see a, a, a runner out in front and then a an arm and eye flatten out and and catch but there was this second gasp or cheer because they had the number the the time up on the big yeah. long jeans clock on this day and it just stood there like a stunning number for how fast yeah, that stunning race was numbers run. and 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 the way she was galloping i think uh, really uh, uh not shocked but Really, um, uh, how to say? Taken aback. Uh, yeah. Some, you feel. Yeah, the, the I think at that moment everybody thought, "Oh, th- this horse is just uh, exceptional." Yeah, and yeah. It went from can she do it to she just did and yeah. and, and exceeded expectations. Definitely, definitely, and. Uh, to be honest, uh, I ne- before Almondai, I never had that that feeling on the horse, uh, that feeling of uh, power, speed, and velocity. Uh, so it, I was myself very impressed uh, <laughs> on her back, and uh, I didn't realize the really that we were that fast and uh, the the time was so quick. Um, but then when I when I, I came back to the stand and watched the the the, the big screen with the the record <laughs> written in red on, on the board, wow! I just thought, wow, she's she's just unbelievable as a three year old to go that fast. Uh, it's uh, just unbelievable. What what made her so special? She wasn't a physically imposing horse. Um, one thing I noticed about her is that she would. Uh, almost uh, not distressed, but feel like, uh, look like she's given everything, a, a high level of exertion. Yes, yes. Uh, that was a, a bit of a, an issue for her uh, because um, as a three-year-old, after the first, uh, first leg of the Triple Crown and after the second leg of the Triple Crown, uh, you know, she had, Kind of um, um, like wobbled, know, yeah. Stumble after the race. This is yes, yes. She she couldn't mm. walk anymore, and she looked like she was doing a heart attack or something. Uh, but uh, after a few minutes, she could recover. But uh, everybody was was worried about her, and uh, it just mean meant that she gave everything she had. Uh, in in the straight and even her her body maybe was not strong enough to support that kind of effort mm. that she did with her mental and and with with her heart. So uh, the body was too exhausted for such an, an effort. And uh, when she get older older and stronger, tougher, uh, then she she was fine after the races and everybody was relieved. 
Okay, we talked about the Japan Cup earlier and the big lead that Kazeki had run out to, but I want to talk about another big race. And really, Kazeki's lead in the 2018 Japan Cup is nothing compared to Panther Lass's lead in last year's Tenno Show Autumn. One of the most extraordinary big races I've ever ever seen, like a group one. Sometimes you see this in a lower grade race, a horse uh, jockey trying some daring tactics and, and sprinting out to a big lead. Catch me if you can, yeah? But rarely do you see a horse lead by as much, uh, go as fast and put as much pressure into a race, a top-level race, as Panther Lassa did that day. You were on Equinox, uh, the horse that had finished second in the derby. Uh, you're, you're tracking along. Tell me, tell me about, could you see the leader? He was a long way in front. How many lengths do you think Panther Lassa was in front that day? Oh, he was uh, at least uh, 20 lengths in front, uh, which is uh, very rare in that kind of races. Uh, to be honest, uh, on the backstretch, I, I didn't see uh, Pantalasa running away uh, because I was in a position a bit more than middle position on the outside and covered by by horses. So um, physically, I couldn't see him uh, running away. So in front of I, you, yeah. I, I could see the, the 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 front of the pack. You know, the 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 lead the. What I thought the leader was. But I didn't see Pansalasa running. But uh, you know what? I think that was the point that I didn't see. Uh, I couldn't see uh, Pansalasa because if I would have seen him, I think I would have anticipated uh, the move. You would have moved earlier. I, I would have moved. Yes, I would have uh, moved early on, and maybe I would have lost the race, uh, or uh, it would have been a much harder race for Equinox. Uh, maybe a race he, he couldn't recover f from it. You know, so um, this shows one thing: it shows that you have to ride your horse for your horse and not. Uh, not be too tactical, not no, ride the race. There's riding the horse and riding the race. Exactly. You have to horse the, to ride your horse for, for, for himself and his reason. So, uh, okay, Pantalasa, he, he did his best. He, he gave everything, everything. He, he was very brave. Uh, his tactic was the right one, I think. Uh, and, if he would have won, uh, it, w it would have been very spectacular. Um, it was not uh, an offense for Equinox to be beaten by Pantalasa. So, uh, well, this is this is racing. Uh, you know, you ride like you feel. You ride your horse uh, where he's uh, comfortable, and um, and. And the, the, the um, when you ride, you, you talk about riding on feel. Do you, you ride a lot of, uh, there's a, a range of horses in Japan. We talk a lot about the group one horses. You ride uh, two-year-olds here, uh, very green. They're very new when they race. The newcomers literally have a newcomer race. All the horses are new, but very, 
um, maybe for people listening in Australia or other countries, um, the horses are horses. It seems they're 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 quite raw. It, do you, are you given the culture of riding in Japan? Are you given strict tactical instructions, or is this something that's encouraged? What you're talking about to ride the horse for the horse? Um, no, in in Japan, uh, I I don't feel any pressure from the trainers or even the owners. Uh, when they give me the leg, they just tell me "gambate kudasai," <laughs> means good luck and uh, "omakaseshite," uh, do do as you like, uh, do your way. And for a jockey, it's the best instruction you you can give, uh, because uh, as I said uh, before, uh, you can ride your horse for him where he's comfortable. If if he wants to run a little bit, you you let him run, and then he can relax. If he's um, if the the pace is too strong for him, uh, you just uh, follow and uh, as as you can, and uh, let's see if uh, in the in the straight he can um, he can accelerate and respond. Uh, because when you have strict orders from the trainers or the owners. Then you you think about uh, riding the instructions instead of riding your horse for for himself. So um, most of the top jockeys, like uh, in the past, like if Saint Martin or uh, Lester Pigot, uh, they always said that they they didn't need any instructions. So, um, but of course, in every country. You have uh, there is a, a way of doing, and uh, in France it's it's quite a, a pressure for the jockeys to write the instructions. Uh, but in Japan, um, it's much different and much easier for the jockey. But you mentioned some of your heroes there, uh, growing up as a as a as a rider. Tell me something about your uh, your upbringing as a jockey and and, and your your surroundings um, and. Who you model yourself on? Yeah, um, I liked very much uh, Thierry Jarnet. Uh, Thierry Jarnet, he's a four-time uh, four winner of the Arc de Triomphe. Uh, he's he's ridden for Andre Fab for nine years, uh, multiple Group One winner. Oh, I don't need to introduce him. Uh, anyway, uh, but um, I liked very much his uh, personality. You know, uh, he was a tremendous jockey, good-looking on a horse, but his personality was uh, quite similar to mine. So uh, that's why I, I liked him so much. And uh, uh, you know, when I started uh, to ride as professional uh, in Paris, uh, I had the chance to. Um, to sit uh, close to him in the in the jocks room, so uh, you know it was a, a dream for me, and uh, and also Olivier Pellier was also is um, is uh, I know Olivier from a young age, so I I always followed him um, on television and newspaper, and I followed his career, and uh, he was just a, a natural born jockey and. Uh, uh, he, ju he just do the things so natural, 
uh, he rides natural. He's he's made to be a jockey, and uh, watching him riding um, was a great experience for me. And uh, I always try to not to copy, but at least uh, to to look like him, to look like his way of riding. One more break, and then we'll we'll finish up with what the the future might hold. Welcome back. And I want to ask more about Equinox, special horse. Uh, not only did he run down Panther Lassa in the Tenno show, he came back at the end of the year and he clinched horse of the year honours with a great win in the Arima Kinnan at Nakayama. Tell me how that felt, the horse, and what he achieved. And, you know, ahead of a couple of, maybe a month out from him uh, heading to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Um, just tell me about what you think the future holds for this horse. Uh, I think the the best from him is uh, is coming, <laughs> uh, because uh, he's a son of uh, Kita Samblak, uh, which was a champion horse uh, in Japan, multiple Group One winner, um, and I think he's a bit uh, forward horse. Uh, he will get better and better race after race and uh, he proved it uh, last year actually um, in the spring he, he got beat in the Satsuki show and the derby uh, not helped by uh, his um, his drone uh, because twice he, he was 18 he, he was drawn 18 which which was a big disadvantage uh, but anyway I think the horse was still um, you know immature and uh, a bit uh, uh, tender, soft, soft, a bit soft. But um, from uh, the autumn, uh, especially in the Tenno show, uh, he he shown he has shown some uh, some toughness and uh, some uh, strong abilities, and he confirmed it in the Ari Makinen. Uh, winning easily and and uh, giving a very good impression and uh, hopefully this year he will be even tougher and uh, stronger so uh, that's why I say the best is coming <laughs> have you been on him this year have you been not around yet, him not yet tell me about his his uh, characteristic as a horse uh, what his personality if you like what's he like as a horse around the stables around track work and then on race day yeah he's he's got a very good temper uh, I r- always saw that uh, champion horses they have uh, this um, um, they have the, uh, this temperament uh, to be to be a champion you know they, they have they they have some confidence and you can feel it very very clearly. Uh, that was the case with Almondai, and uh, I can feel it also with Equinox, you know. Like, when you enter the track, you feel the horse ready to fight, ready to to give his best. His tension is getting higher before the start, but it's a good uh, tension, you know. Uh, it's a tension of a winner. <laughs> and, uh, of course... Uh, uh, mental I- is not everything. They need uh, they need the body, they need the heart, 
And uh, Equinox is also a very well-balanced horse, uh, quite big stride. So that's why in the, during spring, uh, you know, he, he was a bit, uh, a bit soft. Uh, but now he's uh, becoming uh, a four-year-old, uh, he will be much more effective. And, uh, and uh, his beautiful stride uh, be became a, a strong stride. So uh, uh, in the Ari Makinen, he showed uh, devastating acceleration. It wouldn't be a conversation. I have to ask you about the arc and Japan's efforts yes. to try and win it, your own efforts to try and uh, win it for Japan. Is he potentially the one? Yeah, I think he is the kind of horse who can uh, at least try to to win it. Uh, you know, to win the arc, you have to come with with your best horses. And uh, if he's the best in Japan, uh, why not to try? Um, I think he can adapt himself uh, to different ground. Um, his father, uh, Kita Sanblak, won the Tenno show uh, on on heavy ground in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, we can expect that Equinox um, could perform uh, in, in such uh, heavy ground. Um, He's, a, he's an easy ride. You can put him in in different positions. Uh, he's got the acceleration. He's got the stamina, which is very important also uh, on Longchamp Racecourse. So we, I haven't discussed about it uh, with the with the con horse connection, but uh, for sure everybody has in the back of the head. Uh, this um, uh, this possibility, this possibility, this dream. Yeah. yeah. The last question on that: What does that look like if 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 someone, if you, anyone, wins the arc? What is that? What is that like here in in, Just in the think, Japanese? Just thinking race? about it, uh, I feel uh, <laughs> I feel some thrill. <laughs> um, how would it be? Uh, I think it's hard to say uh, because maybe uh, people listening from Australia or different countries, they, they cannot imagine what would be for a Japanese horse to, to win uh, the arc um, because it, it is such a big target. Uh, they tried uh, so many times and they failed so many times that the day they will make it, it's going to be a, a tsunami. <laughs> is it, is it, here's, here's one theory. They, they must win one day. Is, they is will the, win one day. Of course. Would the fas is the fascination and the, and the build-up, do you think that it will increase their interest or decrease once they want it? Is it like a holy grail situation? Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's always good to be the first to, to, to accomplish uh, something. Uh, but the second winner, will, it will be different. The, the second time will be different than the first one. It might be the year and, after. 
and the year after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the fact that uh, they um, they failed so many times, year after year, you know, uh, it's kind of a volcano, you know, growing up, growing up, growing up, and then pff, when it explodes, uh, when it, it explodes, uh, it's devastating. <laughs> and it will be the same for, for the first horse, uh, Japanese horse winning the arc, I think. I want to talk about the future and not just the arc, but your own future in Japan. Uh, last year, you took a break during the, the season and went in home to France. Uh, you rode in the Shogo Cup during the summer in, in, in Britain and you went and, uh, and took some time off during the season and that essentially cost you a, another championship and Yuga Kawada, well-deserved champion. Um, is that something, have you thought about this year, uh, your efforts to reclaim your crown or will we see um, a more regular itinerary of you you taking a break during the year have you thought about this yet yeah last year was uh, definitely uh, a special year because um, first of all uh, when I traveled to Saudi uh, I came back to Japan uh, carrying the COVID so <laughs> I had to stay two weeks in a hotel I missed uh, it means I, I missed uh, three weekends then I went to Dubai and my wife get uh, infected by COVID, so I was close contact. So I missed again two weekends. So, um, you know, it, it broke uh, my, my rhythm and uh, I, I missed, uh, of course, a lot of winners. So it was one thing. And then um, last year, it's been three years that I, I couldn't go back to France uh, because of the COVID. So, um, uh, since uh, the beginning of the year, I decided to take one month to go back to France and visit my family. Uh, so, I missed again uh, a lot of weekends. And then the, 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 the championship was already lost uh, at that time. So, um, I, I, I couldn't fight really to 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 keep uh, the championship uh, but you know you have to deal with the situation and uh, I was a bit unlucky in in few races uh, maybe I, I was not in in, in the best uh, mood uh, to perform anyway but uh, this year is a is a new year and uh, my motivation is still there uh, the January was very quiet, but I would say as usual, as every year. Uh, I don't know exactly why, but it's like this. But February was uh, was very good, and um, I I won uh, 24 races in in four weekends, uh, so it's a very good score. <laughs> and um, from the the bottom of the ranking, I I I already uh, reached the top. So uh, I, I feel good physically, mentally, and um, you know you have to deal with the situation. Uh, if if I ride good horses and if I feel good, uh, I will fight uh, again to to get the, a new championship. 
To close, you you talked about the possibility. The arc is is every Japanese participant's dream, and coming back in and fighting for a, another championship. But what does the what motivates you now, and how does the end of your career look if you could write the the script yourself? Uh, you know, you can get the motivation uh, from everywhere now because from from February you've got the Saudi Cup in March, Dubai World Cup, and then the classics uh, in uh, in Japan. I'm lucky enough to ride very good horses. Uh, I have strong support from uh, Shadai Farm and Northern Farm, and winning races is is uh is a good w- motivation so the more you win and the more you want to win you know <laughs> so um i'm very happy with with uh, with the last uh, february uh that gives me a lot of confidence and uh now big races are coming and uh big prize money also uh, so, um, you know, as soon as you ride good horses and you, you, you feel uh, pleasure to, to ride these horses, even if there's, of course, some pressure, uh, you keep going and uh, your motivation is at, as, at its highest. And uh, let's keep going uh, until, uh, until we will have enough. But... Uh, uh, no, for the moment, I'm 100% focused uh, on on the big races, and uh, I hope this year will be uh, another full year. Let's hope so. Thanks for joining us, Christoph. We've met many times over the years, and it's great to, to get it down and recorded. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Asian Racing Report podcast. Go to AsianRacingReport.com for all the latest news, views, and analysis on Asian racing. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us five stars and a review. I'm Michael Cox. Join us next time on the Asian Racing Report podcast.